The Movie Hour, Episode 61, December 3rd, 2009. Spoiler alert, the following hour programming may contain both movie plots and swearing. Welcome all to Lucy Liu's Cage Match Movie Hour. I'm Greg Maloney, and I'm joined tonight by my co-hosts James and Jeff. Welcome back again to the show. Yay, we're doing two in a row. This is great. We're back on our streak. All right. <laughs> it's how it was meant to be, everybody. It was how it was meant to be. We will not let you guys down again, at least unless Jeff... <laughs> we, will, we will continue to let our listeners down. <laughs> right. So how's uh, the week treat you guys? You guys uh, staying out of the rain? It's been pouring rain here for the last three hours, I think. Yeah, it's pretty scary. I'm going to take tomorrow off just to avoid it. Really? Yeah. I want snow. Is snow coming anytime soon? Like, I think I saw it for two seconds, like, last Friday. Uh, I think maybe during the night, if it gets cold enough. That's bullshit. I don't, I don't want snow. I don't want rain. I'm, I'm ready for spring to roll in. As I say, you're not a, you're not a winter sports guy, Jeff? Come on. No, I'm not a winter anything guy, really. Winter Olympics, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. I love figure skating. Oh man, yeah, I uh, I I appreciate the winter. You sort of uh, enjoy enjoy being inside a little bit more, and I hang out inside all the time because I'm I'm uh, I'm a hermit. So uh, it makes me feel a little better about all everyone else coming inside. Like, oh, I've been inside the whole time, so I'm a lot cooler than Gives you. Gives your guys. life a little uh, validation. Yeah, though. exactly, exactly. <laughs> so sitting on the computer typing away. Oh, look, I typed. Anyhow, uh, yeah, and speaking of my hermit. Uh, hermit-like uh, lifestyle. I just bought a laptop, so now I can go around and be a hermit like other places. I didn't know you bought a laptop. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, isn't it fantastic? I ended up uh, ended up getting some early Christmas money and uh, put together some some of my own, and ended up picking up one for seven hundred bucks. Newegg.com. It's our uh, it's our newest sponsor. You can uh, you can pretty much find any computer equipment, parts, laptops, entire systems there for cheap, and it's uh, I've been shopping with them for. Wow, I don't know, 10 that years. really sounded like you were reading a commercial there. Did it really? <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, hey, uh, what are you doing with that old laptop? That goes to that goes to uh, James if you want to fight him for it. James and uh, Davies, it was theirs before. So, sorry, sorry, it's taken. I mean, like, well, hold on, you just offered if we want to fight. Like, what are oh, we talking? Yeah. Knives, pistols. <laughs> oh, um, I think that's James' choice, actually. Batons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You have to go you through don't a, want any part a bludgeoning of contest. You have to go through an American Gladiators episode. Oh man, um, I, I should probably get to the the movie hourness of of the show. We have a couple couple of updates, or more like just one major one. Uh, we are approaching uh, the Christmas the Christmas uh, season, the holiday season, and uh, we are going to be doing another Family Feud episode. We did this pretty much uh, recorded it early and released it during the, the Christmas time, so we wouldn't have to get together and uh, spoil our holidays uh, working hard at the movie hour, which we do so love, but it, we, it's a, it is a, a sort of a loving loving labor we do, but we do need a, a break once in a while. And uh, the Family Feud episode is a special day where we're going to get as many listeners as possible on t- live, and you'll everyone have a chance to talk. We'll... Uh, Make a f- couple jokes at Jeff's expense, and we'll, uh, we'll pretty much play the the loving game Family Feud, which uh, if you don't know what that is, then you're not invited. And uh, it should be a good time. We plan on doing the recording Sunday the 20th, which is the Sunday before Christmas. Uh, and we don't know the time yet. It'll probably be afternoon-ish, 4 or 5. If, if Jeff has to work, maybe we'll do it a little later, but we will see. And uh, it should be a great time. I think last year we had 10 people, 12 people. Yeah. And I think like one person liked it, so back by popular demand this year. <laughs> one person, popular demand. <laughs> that was a good time. James, James was our family feud master, and uh, he was our Richard Dawson, and he he did a pretty good job. Thank you. I'll see if I can get some better questions this year. Last year they were kind of questionable. The questions were questionable. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, it, uh, it should be a good time. Sunday the 20th, and uh, we'll have more posts on it at gungapit.com. You'll, uh, we'll make sure to update that and make sure that somebody updates Facebook with uh, the date as well so we can get as many people as possible for that. Fun to bring everyone together from people listening across the nation. It's, it's a good time. It's a good time. So continuing with some of our regular attractions here at the Movie Hour, we have our Hollywood Rundown, which is still actually uh, dying for a name. We're going to we're gonna have to bring up that name competition uh we discussed raising uh, raising this to the Gunga, the Gunga Pit boards and also to Facebook. The Hollywood Rundown 
we're probably going to need a name sort of like our Parker Posey in uh, our, our titles of our episodes. I, I, Jeff keeps pitching terrible names. Like I think there's a Paul Riser one in there somewhere, but uh, no, no, I thought it was yours. Oh, was it? Oh, well, mine was, was your, too. Your terrible idea. <laughs> that was your terrible idea. I've oh. had some terrible ideas, but none of them been Paul Riser. <laughs> So if you're listening to this, we need a we need a name for the rundown. Uh, it doesn't have to have Hollywood in it. Rundown would be sort of nice, but it could, any, we're upset for any idea as long as it's funny and better than Paul Reiser. We're, we're, we could take it. So think about that. But. Well, let's 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 set the bar a little higher than Paul Reiser if we could. Um, I would, like I mean, there's, there's not a lot that's lower than Paul Reiser. So let's, we let's want set the bar Gilbert Godfrey. Like, good. Gilbert yeah, Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey. Can beat the bar. Okay, it's <laughs> gonna be better than Gilbert Gottfried's Hollywood Rundown. I would accept Gilbert Gottfried. All right. Anyway, anyways, I don't want the Hollywood Rundown. D- ding, ding, ding. Round one. Stallone, Sylvester Stallone, friend of the show now. Uh, not Frank. Not Frank. Sponsor Frank Sly. This is Sly. Sly Stallone says he's leaning toward an escapade through Mexico that will address the violence toward women and children that occurs during the cartel's drug wars. Is this his plan for the summer, or is this the plot for Rambo Five? Well, I don't really understand what he's planning on doing. He's just going to tour it and, you know, hope that people, you know, take notice that he's touring the He's going to have an escapade through Mexico, not a tour, an escapade. It's like, hey, look, there's someone getting brutalized. Everyone <laughs> take note. It's bad down here. Salone was quoted pretty much discuss- discussing that he uh, his plans for Rambo 5 would be uh, – um, there was thoughts about actually him versus the Predator, but that has been changed to uh, him going to be a uh, – Running through Mexico, killing drug cartel people for the defense of the women and children of Mexico. Is 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 that a joke about the predator? Because it's a really good one if it is. <laughs> uh, no, there was discussion that Rambo needed like the ultimate battle, and it would be against something like the predator. It wouldn't be the predator itself, but some like ultra human thing. Or well, ultra- yeah, because yeah. no human being or even really group of human beings yeah. can, <laughs> can beat yeah. Rambo. So yeah. they were gonna mix him in with the you know like Rambo versus Predator line. That's what we should do. We should just have all the movies just face off each other. We got no original <laughs> ideas left. Let's just do Star yeah. Wars versus Predator. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like a we'll do it for March Madness. We'll do a, yes. a movie. We should do that. We should do that. Great idea. All right, everybody. Ma- Mar- movie March Madness. March movie madness. We are gonna put up brackets about about. Warriors and people in uh, movies, and we and we will make decisions every day in March about who gets cut. We'll, awesome. we'll, yeah. we'll have a Sunday where everybody will gather in their family rooms and clubhouses, and they'll have, just find out if they make it into the into the tournament. It'll be great. Yeah. Make sure one of our interns take notes because we might need this information later. Right, right. So, uh, next topic is the spoiler alert: Han Solo wins everything. I would run down topic number two. Alec Baldwin told Playboy that he's going to retire in the year 2012, pretty much right after uh, the 30 Rock wraps up its season finale. Can anything else possibly go wrong in 2012? Mm, let's see, <laughs> uh, it's an election year. It's <laughs> again somehow. So, you know, I actually, um, I, I was studying, uh, some, some ancient Mayan or, uh, some, I think it was Mayan, uh, texts and, and, and they had actually prophesied that in 2012 Alec Baldwin would quit acting. <laughs> they charted his career up till then and then it just, there's no more charts. No, no, no. The Mayans predicted that it would reset his career at 2012. Oh, not that he would actually, oh, not that reset. there would actually be, it's a new beginning for Alec Baldwin. He's gonna do Biodome again? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> I think we just need to embrace the flatliners this Um, time again. (laughs) Biodome. I did actually see Usual Suspects recently uh, for more Baldwin love, but that was a different Baldwin, wasn't it? Yeah, those all those instances were. (laughs) (laughs) All right, go on, go on. So I was just gonna say that we should just embrace this whole 2012 thing. I mean, it's the year of Olympics. Maybe we can just have the Olympics like right in the beginning of December. And uh, for that year, I don't know, but they could just move it to, you know, to Central America or wherever the hell the Mayans are from, just host the, the Olympics there and then time it so the Olympics end just as the world's collapsing and that could be the closing ceremonies. Go out with a bang. No. <laughs> I would buy that DVD. (laughs) Uh, Also, uh, just while we're jumping on 2012, I think the third Twilight movie is set to come out 2012, so maybe that's the the actual end of humanity right there. Um, Can the girls wait that long? The the teen girls aren't going to be teens that long. they got to (laughs) hurry. Actually, to correct you there, I actually heard that it's coming out in the summer of next year. Bullshit. 
Seriously. All right, whatever. They're it was June 30th. I, I only remember this because I remember last week Jeff had mentioned that, uh, you know, he thought it was really quick between the first two. And now it's, what, six months between the second and third right, one? Right. Pumping these shitty movies out at breakneck <laughs> pace. That's awesome. Oh, man. Uh, this might be where I enter with the, my, uh, reading on the fourth book. I haven't read any of the books, but I had heard that they were having issues turning the fourth book into a movie because the content of the fourth book. So it got me very interested. I'm like, okay, what is in this Twilight book that cannot be turned into a movie? And some of the funniest shit is <laughs> in this. Sex. It's so great. It's pretty much, um, I don't even know half, half the character names, only because some of the live listeners was t- were talking about it before. There's, uh, Edward is the, the vampire guy, and Bella, the, the girl, the human girl, who cannot, who, uh, who's pretty much lost for Edward the whole time. I don't know the werewolf guy's name, but, Giant spoiler, by the way, if you if you want to read the fourth book, <laughs> yeah. you're going to be really upset with uh, what we're about to say. Uh, so t- t- chime out now. Uh, Dude, we put spoiler alert at the beginning of every episode. Yeah. You're going to put that big a preface on something for the movie Twilight? I know, I'm sorry, but it's so fucking It's not funny. even a movie, it's a book, so it's okay. Right, right, it's just a book, it's not a movie. Yet. Yeah, if they want to spoil it that bad, they'll read the fucking book. <laughs> so Bella ends up... Uh, marrying Edward right in the beginning. The beginning of the book is pretty much Bella convincing Edward to have sex with her. Uh, they have sex, and Edward knocks her unconscious while they're having sex because it's like he's a, he's a vampire having sex with a human. It's probably what happened to Superman. So um, there's no there's no reason it shouldn't, shouldn't happen to Edward. Yeah, and, there's uh, a scene like that in Hancock actually too. <laughs> to tell you the truth. Really, I don't remember that. Anyways, yeah. Oh, God. After that, she ends up. <laughs> She didn't get pregnant that time. They actually decide to have sex again after the the first time and having get it getting Bella pregnant. Is this post marriage or pre marriage? This is post marriage. This is post marriage. And uh she ends up having like pretty much a vampire spawn in her in her belly, which ends up like developing really fast, like species style. And Ends up like doing baby kicks that break her ribs and stuff, so they have to. They're having issues. Like she's gonna die if she keeps uh, uh, bearing this child. Uh, so Edward tries to get her to have an abortion. So that might also be a reason why this movie might not make it to make it to screen. Um, then she ends up having the baby, pretty much uh, dying doing it. Edward has to do a C, uh, like an emergency C-section with his teeth. This is all true, by the way. This is all from the book. Um, <laughs> gives her a C-section with his teeth. She's about to die, so she t- he turns her into a vampire to make sure she doesn't die. And then the werewolf guy, which I don't even know his name, shows up to, like, win Bella back, but then sees the baby and then falls in love with the baby. And, like, follows the baby everywhere she goes, like, everywhere she is, he is, and just can't leave her side. And and then there's some other stuff, but that's the funny stuff. I'm sorry, I can't get past the C-section with the teeth. I'm picturing cartoon like the C-section with the teeth part. How can you picturing like cartoon style, like him putting her this tooth in her belly and like cutting it open like a tin can or something? (laughs) Oh man, it's just it's so great. Okay, all right, I'm 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 been sort of corrected by the live listeners saying the the C-section thing is how she also turns into a vampire at the same time. Like it's all the it's all one move. It's not two separate things. So it's um yeah, very very important, very important. And actually that leads us to our uh our last Hollywood wait, Hollywood Wait, 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 wait. wait. What? I'm going to start reading these books. <laughs> Well, hopefully, uh, I didn't spoil the rest of the fourth one. There's still a lot more, uh, a lot more to read. So, uh, but anyways, last last topic of the Hollywood rundown: Twilight, the New Moon, the second, the second of uh, the saga, remains top-grossing movie for the week and has it racked up 233 million domestic already. The real question is, how many more movies will the female teenage bloodletter take down on its way up to the high-grossing movie list of 2009? I think it's almost done. I'm, I'll have to say that it's going to pass the fifth place Star Trek, and that's about it. Right. I don't think, right. It's I don't think it'll hang- do another 40 and get to the hangover? No, I think, I mean, especially by looking at the, the chart on uh, boxofficemojo.com, the hangover is still somehow in theaters. I don't know how it's been in theaters since <laughs> June. 
Yeah, I'm just going to leave it open year long and still make 50 bucks a day on it or something. But yeah, I think it's going to fall short of number four. So what, so. I don't ag- think it has the legs. Again, Twilight's at, New Moon's at 200, sorry, 235 million. Yep, number Star six. Trek's at 257, so 20, 20 mil more. Yeah. Hangover's 40 more. But not and 40. up is 60. You don't think it's going to get that high? No. Jeff, this, this, numbers guy. This is definitely one of those movies that starts out real strong because there are a bunch of chicks that go and see it first weekend, and then everybody who needed to see it, all the gung ho people, have already seen it. So I, I would like to agree. I'm not, I'm not sure though. Um, I think it's going to take down Star Trek. I think it might take down The Hangover. I, I'll stop. I'll stop it. It'll get to number four, and then it'll be done. All right, all right. I actually, I'm going to agree with Jeff. Um, I would just for the sake of uh, argument. For sake of uh, being controversial, go past up at 293 million, but I'll I'll stick with Jeff, just above the Hangover, and uh, we'll we'll see how it does. So uh, that's it for the Hollywood rundown, and it is time for uh, the movie reviews. And the movie reviews, I guess we can uh, start with Jeff. You uh, see anything good this week? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing good, nothing new. Uh, would you like to discuss anything else? Would you uh, like to talk about your uh, your day to day? Watched a couple of uh, episodes of Arrested Development. That show is still hilarious. Uh, watched the one where where Job is the banana grabber. Um, mm-hmm. that, that that's very funny. Uh, just so, yeah. Uh, so those of you that still have not gotten into Arrested Development, uh, if you're my friend, give me a call. I can let you borrow the DVDs. If you're not my friend, uh, you know I don't know, steal them off the internet or whatever people do, <laughs> or whatever people do with that stuff. Yeah, I forgot you have the DVDs. You got to bring those over ASAP. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I actually, I have not, I did not see a new movie. I know I talked about seeing 2012, uh, pretty, yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty sure you said you swore. That yeah. Before people start, you know, saying, Greg, you're a jackass for not seeing 2012. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you swore to Jerry. <laughs> Jerry will understand. He's an understanding guy. He'll, he'll, he'll you better go. understand. I actually, I was looking cause I, I really want to see the, uh, up in the air, which we can discuss a little bit later. That's coming out, uh, this week. And also, I still need to catch Fantastic Mr. Fox, which uh, you should you should watch too, Jeff. Maybe we should do that tomorrow. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, yeah, we should do that sometime this week. Maybe. Uh, but I did end up seeing uh, a new movie to myself. It's not new to this this uh, movie hour. Jeff had reviewed it before, I think, back in like the '80s. Uh, I watched Overnight, which is a documentary look at I forget even the last. I know it's Troy, but I even forgot his last name, Troy Duffy or something. Troy Duffy was that it? Uh, yeah, Troy Duffy. Uh, Troy Duffy, who was the writer slash director for the Boondock Saints, uh, movie, the, the independent film. And pretty much how his life changed from when the screenplay was picked up, um, from pretty much when Har- Harvey Weinstein came in and pretty much picked up his screenplay, paid him tons of money, and then ditched him. And, uh, how his life, uh, unraveled from that point on. And, uh, it was, it was good. I'm happy I watched it. I'd recommend it to pretty much anybody, uh, even though some people just aren't documentary people. I think it's entertaining. And it has that, it has that nice reality TV touch where, you know, you see the guy just that gets super cocky and just loses it all. And it's, everybody loves that in, in the movie. And, uh, I, I'm actually to, not to argue too much about, uh, specifics just cause not everyone's seen it, but I do want to bring up one scene. There's a part where um, Troy, who also had a band, which Jeff had mentioned before, uh, a band, with his, yeah, a band with uh, uh, his brother t- and two others, and the band ends up getting picked up, uh, getting a contract, and getting some money for it at some point. And there were some other people that were uh, pretty uh, pivotal in his success throughout the steps. And two of them sort of like have, that got left out of the money deal with uh, the record company come up to him and, you know, have a little discussion saying, hey, we, we think we deserve some money. And it was an interesting, it was a really cool scene how they put it together. But uh, just to argue exactly what the storyline did, like, I don't think they try to make him look like an asshole, but I thought he was in the right just saying, hey, you know, our band got signed. I don't know why we owe you any money. Like, it, it was sort of an, like, was there a part that I missed? Do you remember it that much, Jeff? Or I, it, I, it was a couple years ago that okay. I watched, but I, I, I vaguely remember that scene. I thought that, the, I thought that that was like the band manager or something like that. There was, I think there was one guy that was the old band manager, and then the other guy I thought was just like the, guy from the that was setting up the uh documentary i don't know yeah it just didn't make sense to me anyways uh go check it out it's cool just to see a little bit of uh 
some of the steps and reactions of the inner workings of Hollywood. And, uh, and otherwise, if you want to see some guy go from success to failure pretty fast, it's, it's interesting. And, so does um, it make you want to go see uh, Boondock Saints number two? Mm, doesn't spark any special interest, no. no. And I, it's actually a pain in the ass to find the movie, I, I believe. It's not near here, so it's uh, we'd have to go somewhere special to go check it out. And It's got to be pretty pretty rare to go see that. The last time I did that, I think, was for... Hmm. Yeah, I don't even know. Choke was probably the last one I went to go specifically find, and that was sort of a letdown. So, yeah, I'm sort of scarred. Uh, yeah, I guess it's my turn, and I've actually seen a lot of movies this week. Uh, saw two of them for our that infamous movie list that we've been doing. I saw uh, 1933's Nosferatu, and I also saw um, This is Spinal Tap, finally. Oh, this is Spinal Tap. Yeah, so saw them. I love that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, pretty good. Uh, the one I'm going to review, though, is uh, actually a current movie called Pirate Radio. It's in your theaters now, so if you feel like going to get it, maybe this will you know, help you make your decision. Um, the movie is about several radio DJs who kind of live on a boat off the shore of England in the 1960s. Um, they're broadcasting rock and roll um, from sea because radio stations in England aren't allowed to air such lewd and immoral music and rock and roll. God yeah, bless so, the BBC. So they're doing, you know, the, the their own thing and, you know, just trying to help the public, you know, enjoy their rock and roll. Um, the movie starts off with uh, this 18-year-old kid named Carl uh, kind of being dropped off at the ship that's, you know, pirate radio ship. Uh, the kid ends up being the godson of the guy who kind of acts as the station manager and that uh, guy is played by Bill Nighy. Um, you kind of get introduced, the kid kind of gets introduced to the rest of the DJs, and that's how you kind of get to know the entire cast. And um, the leader of these DJs um, calls himself the Count, played by Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, kind of, they just kind of run the whole ship as like, I don't know, a floating Woodstock, basically. And the movie just ends up being like a series of antics that kind of happen to like all the DJs and, you know, trouble they get into and stuff like that. There's really not a whole lot of story to it, which is kind of odd. Really the only story portion of the whole thing was the government is trying to shut down the ship and they kind of, you know, show that story, but they just, I don't know, they kind of, you know, pan back and forth between the two two things. It's just like, okay, you know, hijinks over here, ooh, the government's plotting against them. But there's hardly any interaction whatsoever, so it was just kind of mm-hmm. odd that way. Um there's a lot of other people in this movie that uh, kind of have some good supporting roles. Uh, Nick Frost, for those people who are fans of like Shaun of the Dead and that kind of stuff, uh, he's one of the DJs. Uh, Rice Eifens, I believe I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, he's also one of the DJs. Uh, Kenneth Brand actually plays the government official in charge with shutting down the pirate radio. Um, Emma Thompson plays Carl's mom, and for those of you who know January Jones, she plays one of the groupies. But uh, overall, the movie's pretty amusing. Um, the ending of it was a lot different than I expected. Um, the beginning of it also, because, I don't know, I guess going into it, I expected to hear how they kind of got out there and, you know, decided to go out on the ship and, you know, do all this, you know, pirate radio. Because they're pirates. Right, yeah, on. but, I mean, the, the story starts when they're already out there, and then it kind of ends at the end of their tenure, and that's it. So, like I said, not much story. But, um, yeah, it was amusing. I'm not mad I saw it or anything, but I would probably wait for a rental or something like that. But yeah, pretty amusing. James, uh, adolescents don't really need a reason to go out into international waters and broadcast rock and roll. Sorry. Uh, they can they can do whatever they want. There weren't any adolescents. The 18-year-old kid was the only kid out there. Oh. Sorry. Uh, I actually, I ended up catching the, the NPR bit with the actual, uh, the actual guy. I think he's actually... Um, the count guy is who it was supposed to be. Uh, but I, is he American? But I have a quick question for you. Uh, no, he wasn't actually. Was Philip Seymour yeah, Hoffman the count, the, the, yeah, the, the count is supposed to be an American guy. I guess okay. they had like this hot shot British guy and nice. he nice. left and so they brought in an American to bolster it up and then later in the movie, the, the hot shot British guy played by Rice Eifens comes back. So there's a little bit of, you know, nice. animosity there. But, um, so Philip Seymour, I was going to ask, Philip Seymour Hoffman doesn't play with an English accent then. He's the American no, guy. No, no, he's oh, the American. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I'd love to hear how bad that was. Yeah, he's pretty much the only American. <laughs> I think everybody else is uh, playing a British person right. in there. Um, but yeah, he talked about how, 
that uh, he had seen the movie and how it just he's like yeah they made it look like a giant party like we worked on really hard to do this yeah, stuff it, and everything. the whole thing makes you think of like a, a mini Woodstock out right. of shit basically yeah, 12 man like, Woodstock or something it's like yeah you know all those you know drops and uh, all the all the parts that make radio stations work we had to do that and there were two of us at one point doing a 24 hour radio station like it, it doesn't turn into <laughs> yeah, fun I mean, they definitely no, no no it was like a rolling stones backstage <laughs> yeah i mean they definitely showed their dedication to it like right. if someone wasn't on they'd be you know like who the hell is supposed to be on there you know get out there type of thing but yeah i mean they didn't really show you know the the trials and tribulations of it. It was right. portrayed as a party for sure. Oh, oh well. Entertaining though, at the very least, yeah. Yeah, okay. I enjoyed it, but yeah, I'd probably wait for a rental. Very important. Very important. There are also, uh, like, it's. Uh, I'm happy you caught a, a current movie because we were going to be discussing current movies today, as we normally do at the movie hour. We uh, uh, sort of. A, I'm a, I'm a fan of them. I don't know. I don't know about James and Jeff. We so- like. Movies. We're soon. To, we're soon to find out. Uh, Broken Lizard, the the comedy troupe, is coming out with their their latest film called The Slam and Salmon, which uh, there's trailers all over the place. You can you can find them. It looks like a very interesting movie. Uh, it's uh, pretty much <laughs> the plot goes: you've got a uh, Michael Clark Duncan, the former heavyweight champion, becoming the owner of a Miami restaurant, and then uh, pretty much pulls like some Glenn Gary Glenn Ross action on the wait staff, where he challenges them. Uh, the waiter that makes the most most money for the restaurant will get ten grand in one. This is all in one night, and the person to get the least ends up uh, pretty much threatened by Michael Clark Duncan to get beat up. I think there, were, I uh, I remember reading something about how it was also a there's a mob affiliation where Michael Clark Duncan's and in, uh, indebted to them, and that's why he uh, he's pushing on the wait staff to make tons of cash. But uh, should be a great movie, uh, pretty funny. Uh, the Broken Lizard guys, I'm I'm a fan of. They've uh, they've done uh, Super Troopers, Club Dread, uh, and uh, of course Beer Fest, which was which was pretty funny. Uh, a lot I of like them, the I, you know, like you could, yeah, you could give them uh, so probably like throw them in with the adolescent jokes, but they're they're pretty funny. And uh, uh, this movie should be more the same. Uh, what do you guys think? I think my biggest worry about the whole thing is that uh, Michael Clark Duncan's a big part of it. <laughs> really? You don't I just like don't Michael? know how well he's going to pull this stuff off. This comedy. Like I saw the trailer and he he didn't really appeal to me at all. Like the rest of the cast, like doing their bits, they they seem pretty funny. But yeah, I, I don't I have to hold judgment until I see it. But I don't know why uh, people think he's funny. He's not funny. I think he's pretty funny. Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> Anybody yeah, that's I mean, ripped I mean, running around doing jokes is pretty funny. And then there's of course him punching people, which is also funny. But oh, I don't know. Take? As far as as far as comedy, I mean, has he really been in much? I, I, I don't know. It's just weird for me to see him in a comedy and being what seems to be the main character. I don't know. Right, right. Um, I'm trying to remember. I, I swear he has played as like a, a Joker and something, but now that I'm I'm looking through this stuff, I I can't find it. But uh, he seems pretty but, funny, in it, and he is supposed to be more like it does seem like he's the a, he's not the straight man, but he's definitely more of a uh, eyes on the prize, trying trying to get yeah, something done, and then. The man's to, supposed to be in charge. Yeah, type of person. exactly. Uh, a couple key things I want to bring up. First thing, I know Jeff. Jeff will get a kick out of this. There's a guy that makes constant appearances in uh, in their movies. Actually, let's let me step back for a minute. Uh, just in case you guys know, Broken Lizard uh, was pretty much just a comedy troupe formed right out of college, and they've been doing this for a while. And they actually still tour around and do uh, uh, comics comic stuff live, do shows. Which is cool. Like I, I think anybody that goes around and still does like the the art they started doing and do movies on the side, like that's that's pretty baller. And I, I have to respect that. I haven't seen them live. It'd be pretty cool to, to try that out. But um, sort of like a um, upright citizen brigade ish, where those people are still going around doing shows and like just doing small venues. And I think that's really cool. Uh, anyways, uh, they have. A couple of people that they bring along for the ride in a lot of their movies, and I, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right, but uh, it's like Felipe Benenkingmeyer, I think Benenkingmeyer, uh, who's the guy who Jeff always notes has the really cool hair. Uh, in Super Troopers, he's the German guy that's get pulled over, and in uh, um, Beer Fest, he's like the German host, like MC guy. And, and he's got some pretty cool hair. All yeah. right, <laughs> he comes in as as a. Uh, 
apparently a customer that orders the king crab. I, I you couldn't see. It sure him in the reminds me of the Merovingian guy from Matrix, the French dude, the suave dude. Oh really? Yeah, I can <laughs> see that. I can see that. Um, but yeah, he he comes back, which which is a very important point. And the other thing I want to point out is uh, Kevin uh, Heffernan, who's the guy that plays Landfill and Farva, Farva and Super Troopers Landfill and Beer the Fast. guy. The bigger guy, yes. Um, he's actually going to be directing this one, which usually, uh, I think, Jay, yeah, Jay Chandraskar, or Transasikar, however you want to pronounce it, is usually like the guy that. that does it. So, I'm curious why, why the swap? Um, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not in the know on that. Ringo wants to try, man. Ringo yeah. wants to try. Ringo wants to try doing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the other ones, you know, I didn't see anything, uh, I don't really see why there's like they they weren't so bad that they should switch. Maybe they just want to yeah. expand the horizons I mean, a little bit. Jay is actually somewhat accomplished in directing. I even see that he's got some Arrested Development, right? Uh, right. Yep. There. This is yeah. This is Kevin's first go, I think, on any of it. And uh, uh, the other, actually, while, while we're on the names, these guys, the names of the five people in the troop, we have Eric, Jay, Kevin, Paul, and Steve. Like, can you get any more like normal? <laughs> Names than that, like yeah, you couldn't, couldn't fit a John in there. Yeah, can we get a Mike? Like I, <laughs> Eric, J, Kevin, Paul, and Steve. That's I don't know. That's sort of interesting, but um, uh, but yeah, what, Jeff, you're did one of that. <laughs> Jeff, you've been a fan of their their uh, past movies, right? Like you don't think this is gonna be this is gonna be up there? Uh, I'm I'm excited for it. I'll, I'll definitely. I won't go to the se- the theater and watch it because you can't get us drunk and drive home, you know. I, uh, but I'll, I'll get, I'll get good and watch this movie when it comes out on DVD, for sure. You can find places to drink. There's movie theaters you can drink at. Uh, yeah, not not people to drive you home. Oh, so. okay. Sorry. Yeah, I'll go with you. It's okay. <laughs> That's all I was looking for. Uh, yeah, we might have to do a Gunga Pit drunken feature for this, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped to see it, so... Uh, we're going to have to yeah, get a couple of DDs. And... That's piqued my curiosity. I didn't even know this thing was coming out until you had mentioned it to me. Right. So right. Yeah, this is uh, coming out December 11th, by the way. Not this weekend, uh, next weekend, I believe, is, is the situation. So I, I noticed another uh, new face in there. Uh, her name's Kobe Smolder. She's from uh, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, they're interesting to see her outside of that show because I've only seen her in the show before. Yeah, there were two, uh, two pretty... Uh, Prime actresses in it that I didn't I didn't look up as soon as I saw them I'm like oh yeah they're not part of the group and I dismissed them I'm sorry but yeah there are two waitresses I think and I think Ke- Kevin still is in the movie uh, who's directing it he's like playing I don't know he he's at some point telling the waiters what to do so I don't know what position yeah he's, he's like in, the right? second in charge it looks like right right I'm so, looking at the IMDb site for this movie and apparently Lance Henriksen's in it. Yeah, 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 he actually shows up in the trailer as a customer oh, looking for the restroom. Yep, yep, that's true. Yeah. Oh my god, he's gotten old. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, should be should be something I'm looking forward to. I uh, any any time I can give Broken Lizard props, I uh, I think I think it's really cool. Yeah, I, I noticed uh, they have Super Troopers two on the docket too. Eventually. Yep. Yeah, they've got a lot of stuff in, in the works, and hopefully they keep that one good because I don't know, you could follow into a lot of the whole. Austin Powers syndrome, where you just play the same jokes over again. Right. They just do the meow trick and while pulling people over again, and hope it's funny. It'll work. It'll work for me. I <laughs> thought it was I hope hilarious. This is funny. Right. Uh, there's one other movie that's coming out shortly. That uh, this is actually this weekend. That I I am pumped to see. Up in the air. Uh, this is another uh, Jason Reitman movie, and it looks it looks to be really funny. And George Clooney. Pretty much playing the main character that takes under, t- pretty much brings in an understudy. His character is hired by companies just to go around and fire people around the country, which is probably enough of a story that, enough of a story there, but they bring in, um, uh, a newcomer into the mix and he's, his relationship with her and him going around trying to figure out what's important in life. And, uh, it seems really funny. And, uh, Jason Reitman, who's been, uh, he directed Juno and wrote Thank You for Smoking, I believe is how it worked. And I think he also, did he direct Thank You for Smoking? I don't remember, but. Uh, I believe he did. I think right. he did. So he's directing for... Up in the Air, uh, wrote Up in the Air, directed and wrote Thank You for Smoking, and then directed yeah. Juno. And I really like both those movies, so I'm pretty excited about this one. In fact, I remember bringing this up when we were talking about like the fall-winter movies that we were excited for. But, right. Uh, I don't know what it is, but he always seems to get a really good performance out of his actors. I, I mean, I guess I haven't seen too many of his movies, but other ones I have seen. I mean, I loved a lot of the actors in Juno and Aaron Eckhart and Thank You for Smoking does an awesome job. So yeah. I'm, I'm pretty pumped to see this. Jeff, what do you think? You, uh, you just as pumped for Up in the Air? 
Yeah, you know, I uh, I really uh, I'm a George Clooney fan. Let me tell you, and um, and this guy, yeah, I wasn't a big Juno fan, but um, thank you. Yeah, I think you said it was up its own ass once or twice. Yeah, up its own <laughs> ass is that? Yeah, that sounds like something I'd say. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, so, uh, but this movie, I, I, I have, uh, yeah, I've got a little bit of, a uh, little bit of anticipation going on. I'm, I'm excited for it. Right. right. And the uh, Anna Kendrick, I think she believe or she plays the understudy. She's already getting a lot of talk in like the acting awards circles. I think so. Really interesting to see. You. Yeah. Is this just me, Adams? Pardon me. She this year's Amy Adams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably. Except. I want to say that she was in the Twilight movie too, so you know that might. Yeah, she yeah. is in the Twilight movie. She's so. also rich. <laughs> yeah, I was so. reading an article about how Clooney was giving her a hard time for doing Twilight. <laughs> she, she was like hopping between sets and stuff, and he's razzing her and stuff. That's hilarious. There's a lot of good people in this movie too. Jason Bateman's in this. J.K. Simmons. Uh, looks like your Zach Galifianakis is in there. Yep. yep. Yes. Uh, there are a lot. He's one of the guys that gets fired and goes crazy. It's gonna. Be, it's gonna be funny. Well, his that scene's gonna be funny for sure. So yeah, there's there's a lot of good potential great performances in there. So hopefully, uh, Mr. Reitman keeps up his track record and gets some good ones out. Right. Uh, yeah. This is another one. Uh, like I always hate going to the theater and coughing up eleven dollars, but if I can get uh, in during the week for cheap, I'm I'm in. I'm in. Unless somebody can like. If somebody wants to, you know, take me out on a date and buy me, buy me the twelve dollar, pay for the, my twelve dollar entry fee, I'll go too. Dude, I'm a cheap date. I'm a real cheap date. That's a good idea too. I could have bought like a lot of tickets with that. <laughs> You're the numbers guy. I'm not. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. What if I? Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing you could have gotten something close to a hundred tickets. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Anyways, uh, very pumped for it. Uh, hope it does well. Uh, Jason Reitman, uh, I'm a fan of, and I have, I, I wasn't a fan of George Clooney. It always bugged me. Just, I, I guess I knew him from his ER days, and I'm like, man, he's never, he's just the head bobbing guy, and that's it. And then he's, he's done some, you know, some stuff. I'd have to say, like, since we started our podcast, I think no actor has won us over more than George Clooney in that time. <laughs> I was already a big fan. Right. Oh, okay. right. So uh, maybe, maybe I, I. Well, whatever. <laughs> I don't want to say that I have a silver tongue or anything, but you guys that's, like George Clooney now. That, I mean, that's, that's right. That's true. Correlation does not mean like causation, Jeff. Jeff. I'm the logic guy. Come on. So <laughs> okay. Well, I'll be the numbers guy. You're the logic guy. I'm Jim, the wild card. My fascinating pants. Oh man. So uh, we did cut. Uh, the movie quiz short last week. I've got a, I got some, some, uh, evil, mean, very, uh, directed toward me emails. And, uh, they, uh, they were upset that we did not get to get to hear Jim's, Jim's, uh, inter- all of them from Jim. From yeah. Jim saying, yeah. nobody's gonna know what the theme is of the movie quiz. We need to figure this out. That's right. And, uh, it, it, if I think someone would have guessed the, the theme, I would have been happy with letting it rest, but damn it, my public deserves better. Right, right. Um, so yes, we are going to continue with the movie quiz today. So if you haven't listened to last week, uh, we started a movie quiz. I think we went five or six answers deep. Jeff and I did terrible on it, and now uh, this is going to be a chance uh, for our redemption. You did, you did terrible. <laughs> I did pretty well. Right, right. Uh, I think we both answered every question at least the fourth hint or later. So oh yeah 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 as far, yeah, as, far as actually like knocking them out you yeah know, like, all right kind of yeah and uh, so Jim has some more today. Uh, it's not an official quiz. This is like the second part. This is not its own. Yeah, so Part two. James, just, uh, if yeah. you guys can't get the theme after this, then I got no part three for you. Sorry. So. All right. Well, after yeah, we're done with something. these questions, can you re- repeat the answers yeah, from last Yeah, I'll read week? the list okay. of answers, and you right. guys can try and uh, right. muscle out the uh, the theme on, on the boards All at right. com. Awesome, man. So just a quick quick uh, introduction to the quiz, and then we'll go. Um, this is one of my quote quizzes. Basically, uh, I'll read quotes from uh, one actor or actress's characters that they've played throughout the years, and uh, you have to tell me who the actor or actress is who said all these quotes. And like I said, I've got a list for each person. All right, um, first person, first quote. Everyone hates me. Everyone wants a piece of me. My therapist is out of the country. I wasn't nominated for a Golden Globe this year. Leave me alone. Hmm. Okay, next quote. I've invested five good years in my marriage to Rex, and I've nailed his ass fair and square. Now I'm going to have it stuffed, mounted, and have my lady friends over. Yes. 
That, that was from Intolerable Cruelty, one of, one of George Jeff's. George Clooney. Yeah, flick. yeah another George Clooney flick I haven't seen. That, the first one was from America's Sweethearts. Fuck. Fuck. Okay. Next person. I think I'm in love with your belt buckle. Tom Ludwig. <laughs> I don't even know who that is, but no. Uh, not an actor. Uh, college teacher right. of Jeff's who he loves. Go on. Next quote. Forget it. I'm staying right where I am. It's going to take you and the police department and the fire department and the National Guard to get me out of here. Orson Welles. No, go ahead. Nope. Okay, next one. Daniel? Daniel! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The whole time? The whole time? You were the... The whole time? Don't touch me. Don't. Don't touch me. I have to go. We, we have to leave now. I have to leave. We have to leave. I have to go. Uh, Corey Hain. <laughs> Next quote. That one sounded familiar. That one sounded really familiar, by the way. Uh, just for the record, live listener is guest Julie Roberts. It's incorrect. Nice try. I Idiot. find it amusing. Men are supposed to be made out of steel or something. I just sat there. I just held Shelby's hand. There was no noise, no tremble, just peace. Oh, God. I realize as a woman how lucky I am. I was there when that wonderful creature drifted into my life. And I was there when she drifted out. I would, it was the most precious moment of my life. Susan Sarandon. I was going to guess a guy as soon as you said female, but I didn't want to interrupt the, <laughs> the, the joke. So we're going to interrupt the... Okay, last quote. Good God, we suck. Go ahead. It's my time. It's just my time. Oh, now, don't you be afraid, sweetheart. Death is just a part of life. It's something we're all destined to do. I didn't know it, but I was destined to be your mama. I did the best I could. Um, God, from, uh, what's her name? Uh, oh my God, what's her name? From Forrest Gump, Jeff, just answer it, please. Oh, I don't know that lady's <laughs> oh, name either. Oh, God. Wong. No. <laughs> totally wrong. <laughs> Shit! I, I know who you're talking about. We were, I was talking, we couldn't have been talking about her, like, oh, more than a month ago. God damn it. It's, uh... All right, just say it. Just say it. Sally Fields. Oh, Sally Fields! Yeah, you like me. You really like me. Oh, okay. Yes. So the first quote, I think I'm in love with your belt, bu- her belt buckle, Smokey and the Bandit. God damn, dude. Um, forget it. I'm staying right where I am. You need the National Guard, blah, blah, blah. That's from Norma Ray. Yeah, Norma Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Daniel part, don't touch me, leave me. That's from Mrs. Doubtfire. You know, the whole scene where she finds out it's Daniel. Yeah. Um. The amusing part and the whole part about uh, death and wonderful creature drifted in my life, that's Steel Magnolias. And obviously the last one was Forrest Gump. God. God. I'm a terrible person. All right. All and right. we're continuing our success from the last quiz today. Yes. Yeah. All right. I, I'm doing okay. All right. Next person. I have a head for business and a bod for sin. Is there anything wrong with that? Julia Roberts. Hannah Montana. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure Disney would appreciate that. Oh! Alright, um, next one. No, it's not Julia Roberts, but keep guessing and I'll let you know. Um, this is also civilized, Edward. That's what you like, isn't it? Civilized people, polite ladies with pedigrees who look good at the opera and never make you laugh too hard and never make you feel too much? I've had a lot of time to think about this. And don't tell me it's the war. When I've been waiting for six months to hear whether you're dead or alive, and you waltz into a nightclub. Huh. Michelle Pfeiffer. Nope. Damn it. All right. Next quote. Go ahead, steal our snowblower. You're the slowest goddamn thief I ever saw. What the fuck? Christina Applegate. I yeah. hope that after this, this is, is probably the hardest one on the list. I maybe. hope that after this is all over, the theme is women, and that's it. And, <laughs> <laughs> I think right, I might want the theme is. Oh. There is a place you can touch a woman or woman that will make her go crazy. Meg Ryan. Nope. Uh, Last quote. Dame no. Judy Dench. <laughs> no, please let me go. I promise I won't tell anyone about your little movie. Fuck. Nothing? I got nothing. It was Melanie Griffith. Jesus. The first one, the bod for sin, is from Working Girl. 
Jeff, the one Jeff, about uh, missing during the war that was shining through. Stealing your snowblower and nobody's fool. Ah. Touching a woman that will make her go crazy. That's milk money. Milk money. Ed Harris, my boy, I should have had it. I threw that one in there. (laughs) Um, And then the last quote, uh, I won't tell anyone about your little movie, It's Cecil B. Demented. Yeah, I've seen that. All right. God. All right. So there's been three questions and we've gotten one, right? Correct. Oh, my God. Jeff's pitching the shutout. Right. All right. Next one. You've got good hands. I like the way they felt when you were putting me together. Demi Moore. Damn it. No. Damn it. (laughs) When you were putting me together. Sir, may I remind you that regulations specify thrusters only while in space dock. Oh, shit. (laughs) Elizabeth Shue. Nope. Oh, shit. What's your name? God. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Next one. You see, uh, this is how it starts. Next thing you know, we're only having sex three or four times a week. Oh, what's her name? What's her name? I don't know, man. You're going to <laughs> you're gonna have to keep Next reading. One. It's the Star Trek. Oh, God. That smell. Mmm, smell that air. Mmm, oh, boy. Oh, boy, the boys' locker room always turned me on. <laughs> it's uh, it's the, it's the chick from it's Kirstie Alley, right, or no? It's that, not Kirstie Alley, but that is who you're thinking Shelley of. Shelly Long? That is who I was thinking. <laughs> Shelly Long. It is not Shelly Long. All right, this is the last one. You bastards, unchain me. You're not going to get away with this. Where's Lopan? No way. I don't know what that girl's name is. Um. So, wait, she's also in Star Star Trek, right? Like the fifth one or something? She's yes. in the she's in the one where they're going. I know, she's the bad guy. I, oh, God, I don't remember what her name Go ahead. I don't know her name. No no guesses from you, Jeff? No. All right, that was Kim Cattrall. Gosh. Oh, Big uh, Trouble Little China so- drop. Yes. She was, in, um, she was in Porky's, I know that. Yeah, that was what the, the boys' locker room quote was from, yep. Porky's. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the way you're putting me together was the mannequin. The thrusters was Star Trek VI. Um, having she was sex a three or, Yeah, she was a mannequin. Um, having sex three or four times a week, that was Sex in the City. Uh, like I said, the boys' locker room quote was Porky's, and then the last you, one was Big Trouble. You pull the Sex in the City, jump to movie, jump to movie quote? Oh, that's... Sorry, she doesn't have a lot of uh, That's material right. to steal from. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know her, her name. So all right, this is the last person. God, dude, please. All right, go ahead. The key to French waiters: if you're nice to them, they treat you like shit. Treat them like shit, they love you. Julia Roberts. Nope. Next one. I drink a quarter day. It's vodka, so you couldn't smell it. What the fuck? Elizabeth Shue. No. <laughs> Next one. Just remember, when you pull the trigger, the bullets come out going very, very fast. So make sure you keep the weapon pointing away from you. Now that's about it. You're now armed guards. God help us all. Huh. Uma Thurman. No, I have no idea. No. Next quote. You're a poet, not a rock star. <laughs> Meg Ryan. Correct. What the fuck's that one from? The, the Doors. Doors. Oh, I haven't seen it. The uh, French Waiters one was from the movie French Quit. French Kiss, excuse me. Uh, the Vodka one is from A Man Loves a Woman. And the Armed Guards one is from Armed and Dangerous. So I note to self. Like 95% of the movies we talked about note, today. Yeah, note to self, Jeff and I suck at female actors. Uh, yeah. So I'll uh, re-read all the uh, answers so people could try and guess the theme since it's a two-parter. Uh, the answers... You don't want us to guess, though, right? No, we're not going to... Like, whoa, whoa. You can ask me if you're right after the show, but yeah, uh, yeah. we'll do the, uh, the actual guessing on the, the boards right. at uh, gunkabit.com. Uh, right. So, yeah. Um, last week we had Daryl Hannah, Carrie Fisher, Antonio Banderas, Parker Posey, Helen Hunt, Jennifer Jason Lee. This time we had Catherine Zeta-Jones, Sally Field, Melanie Griffith, Kim Cattrall, and Meg Ryan. So Antonio Banderas is the only guy in it. Correct. Hmm. Curious. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll bring that up, bring that up on the boards, and have a have a little uh, setup so you guys can do some uh, invisible guessing. <laughs> 
Sorry, live live postings making me funny. Um, making me laugh. So have that at gungabit.com. And yeah, James, that was another good quiz that we sucked at. Thank you for bringing that up and showing how, uh, and humbling us all. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I tried to pick quotes that would explain the movie so much as, you know, not being famous, but, uh, maybe that's not the way to go there. Well, how, how about this for humbling, James? Uh, your Parker Posey apparently sucked because you got four, uh, very few responses, uh, about it. It was, that's been about average lately, so I'm happy with it. <laughs> um, yeah, the, Jim's, uh, Parker Posey, which is a question we bring up every week, uh, that we answer on, uh, on the air and also at gungapit.com and Facebook is, uh, his last question was, what is your least favorite product placement in a movie? And I think the question was just worded weird, like, least favorite. I don't think I have a favorite, so. Having anything be like the least favorite product placement, sort of. I don't know. That's Weird why question. I said Weird IE wording. most annoying. You said most annoying. Oh, okay. You said IE most annoying. Yes. Got it. Got it. So, anyways, uh, was there an answer you liked out of uh, the the many that showed up? The one that just screamed awesome is Michelle's W's. Actually, the Reese's Pieces is just an obvious choice, and it's a great one. Yeah, it is good. Is good. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Except for she is wrong about them sucking. They're really good. Candy. You only can have, I I like them, but you only can have like ten. So, you know, like you have ten pieces of candy, and it's you have too much peanut butter. It's over. So, I don't know. That's weird. But yeah, a good answer. A good answer. Um, my answer, of course, of uh, Taco Bell and Demolition Man was also excellent. But, uh, yeah. So I guess we'll move on to my Parker Posey because that's what everyone wants to hear. Uh, again, this will be at gungapet.com, and you can find us uh, at the Movie Hour page on Facebook. Uh, and in the midst of all the relaunches and remakes that Hollywood has, has been brewing up, no one really thought to ask, you know, us or you know our listeners, live listeners, live listeners, what we thought about it. And I wanted to make sure that we had a got our opinion out. So uh, I'm bringing the topic directly to the topic directly to you people. Uh, what remakes in development are you against? Or what movie would you like to be remade amongst the rest of them? So if you don't know what remakes are coming out, um, if you're not in the know on those, don't worry about it. Um, if you want to do some research and find out how many, maybe I'll get a list. I, I know there's some pretty good lists out there of remakes in development. Um, and I'll put it out there. If you guys are against any of them being remade just because, you know, the classic was too good or it was just a stupid movie to begin with, uh, let us hear about it. And if you have an idea of a movie in the past that would you uh, would like to be uh, would like to be relaunched, that would also be a possibility. So you have two options. It's sort of like a, it's a twin, it's like a two-headed tiger. That's what it's like. Rawr. So we can answer either of those? Yes. That's what you're saying? If you don't like one that's being remade, that's an answer. Or if you want one that to be remade, that's an answer too. Um, I'm going with, <laughs> I'm going with, uh, Gremlins to be remade. Now, Gremlins was a great movie and, there were, man, I don't even know. I don't even know how many millions it made to, to begin with, but it was it was a very very popular movie. Um, actually, I don't remember the original release. It was uh, like eighty two or something. Are really, you sure it made that much money and you just don't love it? <laughs> okay, it I love it. I love it a lot. I love it a lot. So, anyways, um, I am pretty anti remake, but I just want to see Gremlins again. And the reason I I see Gremlins being being made with all the other slew of stuff, it might suck. You're right. The remake of Gremlins would probably suck. But I can just easily picture it being remade. It's perfect for all these other other ones coming out. You have the stupid, silly, somewhat quirky, evil creature going around town, and it's the perfect excuse to throw in, you know, your obvious just um, throwing random naked scenes. You know, it's perfect for the adolescent group to get some, get a little, you know, a little flash of some boobies one once in a while, and then the horror aspect where people die. But it's sort hey, of you, you didn't get be- boobies in the first one. I know that's what I'm, the remake. This is the remake. The remake's gonna have you're older. You need to see boobies. Yes, this is true. Okay. Um, it's it just seems like yeah. Now that I'm older, I want to see boobies in the remake. No, <laughs> I just think that's what's gonna happen in the remake, and I just I I want to see it come out because I can picture it in my head, and I just want to see if I'm right. You know what I mean? Like I'm like Nostradamus. I can I can I have an exact idea of what the remake of Gremlins would look like. And I want to see it happen because I want to. I want to know I'm right. Gotcha. Right. Oh, this one's tough for me. The first right. thing that popped in my mind is one that I heard about, but has since been canceled. You're talking about The Shining. No, oh. no. I was going to talk. Or I was going to mention Old Boy because it's 
there was uh, talk. Oh, that, they killed it. Yeah, Steven Spielberg was going to do Old Boy, and I love yeah, Steven Spielberg, Smith, but right? he shouldn't be touching Old Boy. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, they recently killed that. So, I'm struggling to come up with something else. You do have a uh, Karate Kid. You can pick on Karate Kid in terms of a remake, or you can, you know, obviously pick one to be remade. Um, there's always the relaunch of uh, the. So the question was, one that we'd want to kill or one that we'd want to read? Yes. That is yep. yes. Okay. yes. Either or. So you one have tons in production of that you want out or one not in production that you want in. Yes, okay. yes, 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 yes. So, yeah, so I guess my default, since I can't think of anything else, is going to have to be Red Dawn. You can't do better than Patrick Swayze's version, so. <laughs> no, the late Patrick Swayze. Rest in the place. late Patrick Swayze. Leave his movies alone. It's a Detroit, it's a Detroit movie though, dude. They're putting people to work. They need, we need this. You can't, you can't cancel Red Dawn. Come on. Picture one that's not in Detroit. Pick one that's not in Detroit. Come on. I wonder if they're going to be like U of M students and that's why they get the uh, Wolverines this time. That would be great. That would be great. <laughs> Wolverine. Yeah. All right. So Jeff, do you have, do you have one that you, uh, also are picking by default because you can't think of anything better? Oh, I, I want to see a remake of a movie. Okay. Okay. All right. Go on. Is it Dumbo? Tell me it's Dumbo. Don't fuck with Dumbo. Live action. Dumbo live action. <laughs> no, I would. I would like. Um, I would actually like to see the movie, and this is sort of a different way of. Uh, this is sort of a different way. Of the, the movie Choke. I, I want to see that remade. Uh, because the, I wasn't the 2008 joke, I think. Like, yeah, it was, that, okay. yeah, that one. I, I want to see that remade because it's based on a book that I think is great, and the movie I didn't think was very good. So I want to see that movie redone, like Fight Club was done. Right, right. I'm also looking for the sarcastic uh, answer. I was hoping from you, uh, the Christmas Carol. I was hoping that was going to come out. But. <laughs> I haven't seen a uh, a good remake. <laughs> Of the Christmas Carol to bring it forward to like modern times, you know, right. where like right. I bet there will be a lot of comic, a lot of comic comments about that. All the remakes that were, I guess, there's not one. Those were remakes that sucked, and now they want to be remade again. That's sort of a gun, uh, sort of like uh, along your choke one, where it was so recent, but they still want it remade just because it was fucked up from the original original topic. <laughs> Our live listener has got a great answer here. Uh, <laughs> He says that he doesn't want Flash Gordon to be remade because nobody even wanted the original. <laughs> is that true, Which Jim? That, like true. you were, you were alive. Like Flash Gordon. <laughs> like, that's hilarious. Like, you know, nobody wanted you the first time. Why are you back? <laughs> I saw Flash Gordon in the theater. Right, right. You see, somebody With wanted to see it. In soundtrack. Yes. Flash. Oh. Dude, I was so spooked when he had to stick his hand in that mound with the creature. I don't even remember why he was doing it. Oh, it's, it's already scaring me. It's already scaring yeah, me. Yeah, it was like a rite of passage or some shit. Who knows? All right, so back back to back to the, the serious Parker Posey. Uh, the questions, my, my question was, uh, name a remake that is coming out that you don't want to happen because it's just going to be stupid or the other, the original was too precious to you, whatever. Or name a movie that you want to be remade, and uh, that question will be uh, at the, the boards and also uh, at the Facebook page. Just look for the movie hour and you'll find it there. Uh, so, yeah, uh, James and Jeff, thank you again for knocking out uh, another movie hour with uh, the beautiful Parker Posey Hollywood Rundown, which needs a name. And, uh, oh, yeah, I should mention uh, before we before we close, again, Family Feud episode. We're doing it again this year. Everyone's invited. Uh, I'll make sure there's... Uh, Specific instructions on gungapit.com on how to pull it off. Uh, everyone's gonna need Skype, etc. There's some a, a few things you're gonna need. Uh, we're doing it Sunday the 20th, and we don't know exactly on the time yet. Probably afternoonish. So keep that date open if you're interested. It should be a good time, and uh, you get to hang out with the the, the personalities that uh, we are here at the the movie hour. And uh, yeah, should be a great time. And again, uh, James and Jeff, thank you uh, for another movie hour. Thank you for the input. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they drive safe people. Uh, you can continue saying I'll say drive safe. Uh, uh, thank you, live listeners. Thank you, listeners. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, take it easy. Uh, right here, all right, at the Lucy Lou's Cage Match Movie Hour.